do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six tenths of a second remaining! Welcome to Downtown Park. Your one-stop shop for NBA recaps, breaking news, and previews. Follow and retweet twitter.com slash downtownpod. Like and share facebook.com slash downtownpod. Email your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, and questions to downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Downtown Pod, now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Downtown! What it do, baby? It's Jack dialing it in from way downtown. Welcome back to Downtown Pod. Hit us up on Twitter at Downtown Pod, on Facebook at Downtown Pod. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, questions, and ideas at our email address, downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Thanks to all our brand new followers, likers, retweeters, and of course, the guys and girls out there listening to Downtown Pod every day. We are the pod of the people, recapping every single NBA game and bringing you the latest in the breaking news, plus daily highlights thanks to the Render NBA on YouTube, Twitter, and Insta. Of course, we are all over every podcast network that you get your podcast from. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our main podcast hosting site, Red Circle. Thank you, Red Circle. On today's show, we recap all the NBA games from a big slate of Monday night basketball in the States, Nets, Cavs, Magic Pistons, Grizzlies, Pacers, T-Wolves, Hawks, Kings, Celtics, Hornets, Heat, Sixers, Raptors, Blazers, Bulls, Jazz, Bucks, Lakers, Spurs, and Thunder, Warriors. A massive slate of NBA games. This is your one-stop shop for all the NBA recaps, box scores, and breaking news. Let's get into the highlight package from last night's matches in the association. Thanks to the Render NBA on YouTube. Downtown! Ah, yesterday. What a game. What a dunk. What a play. If you missed any of the games from yesterday's NBA, you might be out of the loop. Well, don't worry, because it's time to check in with the Render NBA on YouTube and Twitter. If you missed the pod yesterday at Downtown Pod, well, we've got your back, because Downtown Pod is the pod of the people. So time to sit back, relax, refocus, and enjoy yesterday's big slate of NBA highlights with the Render NBA Daily Highlights. On Downtown Pod. Rotate. Downtown! Capella is a big key. Harden will start the game off going to Westbrook. Trying to lob it inside. Good defense by Dallas. Quickly out of the roll and an easy one for Doncic. Dallas likes to run. They pick up the tempo. Doncic averaging 33 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists during the four-game winning streak by Dallas. Another turnover by Houston, and Dallas quickly out to a 4-0 run. Every time he has the ball the last several games, if they don't double him, at least he's got two or three help defenders waiting. Doncic throws in a three and gets fouled on the play. Doncic plays just like James Harden, and he has the step back three just like James Harden. You see, P.J. is trying to stay on Doncic, and Doncic steps back. P.J. gets in his landing space, and Doncic knocks it down off the He has to sprint every single time down the floor. He's going to wear out quick. Doncic hits. James, make him give it up. There's a rebound by Capella. 8-2 run by Houston. Harden. Steps back and fires, and he's fouled on the play. He'll shoot three. Nope, they're calling an offensive foul on Harden. Okay. As Dwight Powell steps into Harden's shooting space, Harden hits him on the way down. There's a Harden hits him right there after Harden got fouled. So really, Harden did foul him, but 
I think that should be a foul on Powell before Harden fouled him. Well, Either way, it's some contact. Yeah, I saw the contact, and that's why I called it the way I did. There's the old veteran move. Career at Villanova. 9-0 Maverick run to end the quarter. And Westbrook misses wild shot. Back up the court again to Brunson. Porzingis drives it in for two and one. Well, Tyson going to be a long day. Alley-oop to Capella, and he missed it. Every time Capella misses a layup, I can just hear Clyde Drexler saying, dunk the ball, young man. Well, he was right there. He could have. Curry to the basket, and goaltending is called on Capella. I think that was a pretty good reaction there from Capella. He was beat off the dribble. But he really made up ground, and yeah, that was probably right. The ball was on the way down. Curry, the brother of four. McLemore gives it up to Austin. Back to James. James will fire up the three, way off the mark. So the Rockets sputtering here in this first quarter. Dallas has had it its own way. 55% shooting by the man. Right to the basket, missed it, tipped up and in by Porzingis. Mavericks have rebounded 47% of their misses on the offensive end. Offense got it. Westbrook is fouled by Curry. Well, he didn't like the foul either, he thought it was hard. But I'm sure Seth and Steph Curry have fouled each other that hard in the backyard playing one-on-one -on -one as Westbrook goes in and makes the spin move. Now watch Curry just hammer him on the arm and throw him to the ground. Well, Curry comes from the old school. You mentioned his daddy a moment ago. No layups. That's the way it was in the old school. It sure no layups. Was. And the officials are going to take a look at this and see if it was flagrant. Flagrant one is unnecessary contact, and it's possible that that could be for the two back-to-backs that Houston won, and then Dirk finally brought one to Dallas. Alley-oop. And that's got to be an offensive goaltender. That's a good play out of the timeout, but the pass was not good. The pass went right in. Yeah, the pass made it. <laughs> but uh, he was hanging on the basket, and that was... Yeah, like Josh that. Powell wouldn't have touched it. This would have been three. But Powell touches it right above the rim. That would have gone in. That would have been a three-point. Doncic with an offensive foul. Sure is fun to watch these two MVP candidates play against each other. Doncic and Harden going one-on-one -on -one here. And Doncic elbows right into Harden. Hart does a good job of selling the contact. For James. Maxi Kleber. Oh, come on. Russell Westbrook. Put it in a second gear. Blocked on the play. Gotchich in the corner. Gotchich got clobbered from behind for him. Russell Westbrook after the pass. Not sure what Russ was thinking about there. Well, I haven't heard that. Here's Westbrook for the three to get it right back. Open look, Westbrook. He's going to get a ton of those this year playing in this offense. So that means he's got to shoot better than 22 percent. Doncic picks out Hardaway. Well, you would only hope that the only way that uh, you can beat Dallas is if they miss a field of the team. Yeah, his daddy played the majority of his basketball in San Antonio, but he did have a trip with San Antonio. And there's a left-handed drop shot. Fellow thought he was fouled, didn't get a whistle, and Dodson throws it. To the third row. <laughs> Look at his reaction. He knows 
Whoever was sitting in the third row is not going to be able to take the three. <laughs> At least he's laughing about it. Well, he's got a great personality. That's that's what fans like. Westbrook. Back outside to Harden. Can he make one? Nope. Good hustle. House is able to keep the ball alive. Westbrook to the basket. Lays it up and in. A circus move by Russell Westbrook. And timeout by Dallas. The Rockets have closed to within five points. Once trailing by 20. That's correct. Doc is trying. There's another rebound by Capella. Here's Harden in the open court to Russell Westbrook, and he missed the layup. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a I can't do that. Miami Heat coming in Wednesday, and you know what Miami did to Houston on the last visit in. And that big rainbow jumper by Luka Doncic. That was 25. Dodgic to Porzingis. Harden will start the game off going to Westbrook. Ah, trying to lob it inside. Good defense by Dallas. Quickly out of the roll and an easy one for Dodgic. And lately, they've been scoring 140 points a game the last two. There's Porzingis down low for two and one. Trying to stay on Dodgic and Dodgic steps back. P.J. gets in his landing space and Doncic knocks it down off the glass. Good athlete and can run, but if he has to sprint every single time down the floor, he's going to wear out quick. Doncic hits. Giannis won the MVP last season when Harden averaged 36. And Doncic is the favorite flair, uh, flavor this year. Doncic and Harden. Doncic. With a step and for the Mavericks. Dodgers walks it right in. That's how strong he is. 23 points for Harden. Dodgers will shoot it and hit it. Got to keep playing defense. Dodgers to the basket, lays it up, and a great play and a foul on Rivers. Hesitating and then throwing up to this lob man right there, Maxi Kleber, who obviously got his basketball in San Antonio, but he did have a trip with San Antonio. And there's a left-handed played well here today with 18 points and 10 rebounds. Mouse in the house for Doncic. They've made him work for it. Dallas. to the basket for a layup. Capella out on the perimeter with Doncic who walks his way down for two and one. When all switched off onto Doncic now there's no help defender in there to protect the rim. You see Austin coming over. Doncic need to keep scoring now. It's hard trying to go through two maps. Can't do it. Doncic at the other end. House is there. And Doncic makes it. Tucker with 16, Capella with 19, 29 for Harden, Westbrook with 25. Doncic to Porzingis. Looking at Harden. And he throws it away. McLemore back the other way, Doncic. They're going to count it. Looking at Harden. And he throws it away. McLemore back the other way, Doncic. And Harden fouls him right there. And one, two, three steps, actually. He actually traveled after. Four minutes left to play in the game. Dacic puts it up and in, and he's fouled on the play. Slow down right, left, slow down, and then he gets clobbered in the face by Westbrook. At on the drive, back outside the river. Blocked by Dacic. Miami Heat coming in Wednesday, and you know what Miami did to Houston on the last visit in. And that big rainbow jumper by Luka Doncic. He's playing and looking as well as they do as a team. They have smothered James Harden in the second half. Harden, behind the back dish. We've seen that a couple of times today.
Westbrook ranges out to the corner. Going to drive it. Late the block for Houston. Rivers driving it. And Luka with some good defense. And then the ball is picked up by Porzingis. That was it. Gobbles up the rebound. Long lead pass. Michael Porter Jr. Goodbye. And on the Jets. MPJ flying high. Final shot. Murray around the court. Looking for Jokic. Got him. Oh, no lucky pass to Gary. All right, check Diallo. And Booker to the screen there over to Millsap. Going to try it again. He's off the mark. Pop it out. Gary Harris. Three seconds to go. Jokic, put it up. Yeah. Complicated. Yeah. His method. Exactly. Kicks are out of timeouts. Nets do have one. Two-point Brooklyn lead. Point four to go. Harris throws it off. Ellington, and that is it. And Spencer did what he look said. At, look at I Spencer. told you, man. Look at Spencer. The Knicks take down the Knicks again. What? You look, you look do, you, do you pass that along to other Blue Devils? Oh, my goodness. A lob up high. Open looks as well. Beverly hasn't missed his shot. He has eight points, three for three overall. Montrez. Oh, look out below. The spread. First hoop for Monty Morris off the Denver bench. Kelly head down. Goes for the crush. Oh, he was right gonna, on top of Plumlee. He was not going to let Plumlee block that shot. Green transition three, line drive. Once again, Beverly comes away with a loose ball. I knew that Patrick Beverly would get that rebound. What a pass. Oh, look out below. Early on in that third quarter. All of a sudden, the Clippers need to turn back on their next gear and focus in on the things on the defensive end as Lonzo knocks down that easy to provide a spark. By getting those loose balls, extra possession, extra rebounds for his team. Downtown! Nets 108, Cavs 106. Two-point win on the road for Brooklyn in Cleveland this evening. A big matchup. Let's take a look at the player stats and box scores. For the Nets, it was Jarrett Allen once again, 22 points, 21 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks and 2 steals. This guy is having an absolute ball-out week and month. He is on fire. In place of Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie came up big again with a game-winning fadeaway with 1.9 seconds remaining. 23 points, 1 rebound, 9 assists and 3 blocks. A massive, massive game for Spencer. Who needs Kyrie? The Nets are on a win streak and Kyrie can sit back and get right and come back when required. Torian Prince, 18 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists and Joe Harris, 19 points, 6 boards, 1 assist and 2 steals were all huge as the Nets got the win. For the Cavs, Larry Nance Jr. had 20 points and 13 rebounds. Colin Sexton, great night for the rookie. 18 points, 7 of 22 shooting. Needs to improve that to get better in this league. Thompson, 7 points, 10 rebounds. Clarkson, 23 points, 2 boards and 3 assists. Hit a big corner 3, which looked like it might have given the Cavs the win. However, the Nets held on and moved to 9-8. First time over 500 for the season. Kyrie missed his 6th straight game with a sore shoulder. With the Nets a 5 and one without their leading scorer. Kevin Love was out again for the second straight game for the Cavs because of a sore back, and it looked like he would be celebrating a comeback Cavs win. However, the uh, Nets would have nothing to do with that. Spencer Dinwiddie stepping up in the clutch, making a fadeaway Jay with 1.6 seconds left on the clock. 1.9 seconds, I should say. And the Nets went out of Cavs. Cavs land with a victory. Love, who was sidelined for two straight games, has been less listed as questionable, and the team announced he wasn't playing. Nan started in Love's place for the second straight game. Kyrie Irving will miss Wednesday's game in Boston, the Nets' first trip there this season. He was injured on November 12th against the Jazz and played through injury two nights later. He has not returned in the past six games. Up next, Nets visit Boston on Wednesday in the opener of a, opener of a home and home series, and the Cavs host Orlando on the same night in the third game of a six-game homestand. Nets 108, Cavs 106 in Cleveland. Downtown. 
Magic 88, Pistons 103, Detroit 15-point winners in their home game this evening. The Pistons had a fantastic start to this game, and they moved to 6-11. The Magic fall to 6-10. The Pistons overcame a bit of a shaky first quarter, but rebounded well to only trail by one point at halftime. They then put together an offensive juggernaut in the second half, and their defense was fantastic too. Held the Magic to 33 points, while they scored 50 points themselves. Diving deeper into the box score for the Pistons, it was a quiet night from Andre Drummond. Seven points, yet had 18 rebounds, one assist and one block. Only took six shots in the field and made three. Luke Kennard stepped up big time tonight. The Duke product had 20 points, four boards, seven assists, one block and one steal. Langston Galloway had 12 points, three boards and five assists. Blake Griffin was great, 17 points, five rebounds, two assists, as the former Clippers big man seems to only play home games these days for the Pistons. Zvi Mikhailuk off the bench had 12 points, as did uh, Wood off the bench. Thon Maker poured in three points and two boards in junk time minutes for our Australian fans. Derek Rose, a rare off night for him, one of 11 from the field, two points, two boards, and six assists. On the Magic side of things, they are still missing Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic with ankle injuries. Evan Fournier, 17 points, two boards, two assists, and two steals. Jonathan Isaac had 10 points and six rebounds and four big blocks. Terrence Ross, 19 points, two assists. Markel Fultz is finding his feet game by game, doing beautifully. 16 points, four boards, three assists, and three steals. Ken Birch in the starting lineup for the Magic tonight, six points and six rebounds. Off the bench, Mo Bumba was the best of the bench crew, 6 points and 12 rebounds. The Magic are not travelling well this season, but Pistons coach Dwayne Casey had an easy time identifying when and how his team won this game. The defence, second half, exceptional, he said. Casey shouldn't get much argument from the Magic about that. They were held to only 15 points, as I said, in the third quarter and 33 in the whole second half. Detroit won a coach's challenge in the fourth quarter when a foul on Mikhailuk was changed to an offensive foul on Markel Fultz. The Magic were making a slight run, and Casey believes that's what uh, turned it into the Pistons' favour. Injuries, though, the Pistons were again without Reggie Jackson with a stress reaction in the lumbar, and Tony Snell, again, left hip strain. As I've mentioned already, Gordon and Vucevic both out with ankle injuries, and Michael Carter-Williams missing an indefinite stretch with the left hip irritation. Tip-ins for the Magic. Isaac had a great, great game. 10.6 boards, 4 blocks. And Orlando shot 5 of 21 from the field in the third quarter and 6 of 18 in the fourth. Not NBA quality. Up next, the Magic visit the Cavs on Wednesday night and the Pistons are away to the Hornets on the same night in the association. Pistons by 15 at home, 103-88. Downtown! Pacers 126, Grizzlies 114, 12-point home win for the Pacers against Memphis tonight. Diving deep into the box scores for the Grizz first up, Brandon Clark had a great game, 17 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist and 1 block. Allen was decent off the bench for the Grizz, 4 points, 3 rebounds and 3 assists. The starting lineup were awesome tonight for the Grizz but couldn't quite get the job done. The Pacers held them at bay for most of the game. Ja Morant went down early, knee of a cameraman to his back and it looked like he wouldn't return. He did though, had 19 points, 2 boards, 10 assists, 1 block and 2 steals and did nothing to damage his Rookie of the Year quest for the young Rook. For the Grizz, he played just over half an hour despite being off the court for a good period of time in the first half. Valanciunas, 14 points, 11 boards, and Jaron Jackson Jr. having himself a spurt. 6 of 8 from 3-point land tonight, 28 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist. On the Pacers side of things, it was the welcome return to Malcolm Brogdon. He stuffed the stat sheet, 14 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists with him in their lineup and Oladipo yet to come back. The Pacers could make a sneaky charge towards the NBA playoffs. They are already 10-6 and 6, and in the Eastern Conference. That will do them well to get a top four seed. Jeremy Lamb had a great game, 19 points, 4 rebounds and 4 assists. DeMarcus Sabonis, 13 points and 13 rebounds. Off the bench, Aaron Holiday had 16 points and 3 boards. And TJ McConnell had 11 points, 5 rebounds and 6 assists. McDermott, 7 points and 4 rebounds for this Pacers team. It was an interesting match tonight. The Pacers 126 are a season best as they shot 54.3% from the field and the same on three-pointers. Their 18 threes was a season high and one shy of the franchise record. 
For the Grizz, Jaron Jackson Jr. had a season-high 28 and a career-high six three-pointers. Brandon Clark and Ja Morant were fantastic, capping a fantastic performance by the Grizz rookie and sophomore crew. Tip-ins now. The Pacers had welcomed Malcolm Brogdon back, and he was elite. Jakar Sampson was inactive for a second straight game, though, with a sore back. A number of injuries this year have had the Pacers shorthanded, forcing Nate McMillan to use seven different lineups so far. Against the Grizz, India used its opening night starting five for just the third time and moved to two and one with that combination. Big blocking, Miles Turner had seven points, four rebounds, but blocked five shots, the most by a Pacers player in a single game this season. Up next, the Grizz head a host, I should say, the Clippers on Wednesday night. The Pacers, they host Utah for the third of four straight home games. Pacers 126, Grizz 114, 12-point home win for Indiana. Downtown. Hornets 100, Heat 117, big home win for Miami as they continue to roll in this NBA season. Heat up five at quarter time and up 11 at half time and were never threatened by the Charlotte Hornets team. Diving deep into the box score now and Devontae Graham keeps on balling. 16 points, three boards, eight assists. Terry Rozier, a rare great night for Rozier. 19 points, nine boards, five assists. Bridges had nine and two and Bismack Biombo 11 points and five rebounds. Zeller off the bench was decent, 10 points, two boards. And Malik Monk had 13 points and two boards. Nothing much else to write home about for the Hornets. Batum had three steals and PJ Washington shot four of eight from the field for his eight points, four rebounds and two steals. The rook and off night for him. For the Heat, well, it's that guy again, Kendrick Nunn, the undrafted player who came into this team in the preseason, had 19 points, two boards, four assists. Bam out of bio, keeps getting it done. He brings so much more offensively than the ex-center Hassan Whiteside for the Heat. 21 points, 13 boards, and five assists for Bam tonight. 8 of 14 from the field. Butler rebounded. Jimmy had 21, 3 and 7 with one block and one steal. Goran Dragic was quiet, although had 9 assists with 6 points and 3 rebounds, as the Heat only used a 9-man rotation. Tyler Harrow was great again, 18 points, 2 boards. But the star of the night was the Canadian Kelly Olynyk. 15 points, 16 rebounds. If he shows some consistency, then he will become one of the best centers in this league. Mark my words. It was Bam Adebayo's ninth double-double this season. And the Heat are nine and zip when the big man double-doubles. He said after the game, I know humble. I know how to be humble. I remember when I wasn't playing, so I always remember where I came from and where I started. I've worked hard for this. The Heat, a 7 and zip at home for only the second time. They went 8 and zip at home in their 2012-13 championship season. Some Heat fans are thinking this might be another repeat with this team full of rooks and role players playing their bit alongside big star Jimmy Butler. The Heat are not just winning at home, they're winning big. The Heat have led by at least 15 points in all seven of their home games by at least 20 in six. The margin tonight got all the way up to 23. For the Hornets, it wasn't a great night after their depressing buzzer-beating loss to the Chicago Bulls and Zach Levine last time out. The Charlotte Hornets have now had separate losing streaks of three, four, and five games already this season. Cody Zeller went down in the third quarter, and P.J. Washington, who was scoring 27 points in his first game and averaging 13 points in his first 13 games, scored just eight, has a total of 28 points in his last five games. Not great. The Hornets went down by 17. 117-100 up next for the Hornets. They host Detroit on Wednesday, and the Heat visit Houston in a tough matchup. One to watch, one and five in its last six trips to Houston on Wednesday. In the end, the Heat by 17, 117, Hornets 100. Downtown! Celtics 103, Kings 102 in what was arguably the game of the night in the association. Buddy Hill bought his own basketball. Let's, Steve, let's delve d deep into the box score. Buddy Hill, 41 minutes, 41 points. Very efficient. Five rebounds, two assists, one block, 11 from downtown, and 15 of 26 from the field in general. Bogdan Bogdanovic couldn't buy a shot in the first three quarters. Two of 13 from downtown, five of 20 from the field overall. Had a clutch three in the fourth quarter. Gave the Kings the lead with about 26 seconds on the clock. But the Celtics 
Celtics held firm. Bajica off the bench stuffed the stat sheet, 4.6 boards, 5 assists, and Yogi Ferrell had 5 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. Corey Joseph once again into the starting lineup for a team still missing. De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley III. He had 5 points, 5 boards, 6 assists, and Rishon Holmes had 8 points and 5 rebounds. Harrison Barnes, the veteran presence on this team, gets it done again. 20 points, only off 9 shots. The guy knows how to get to the free throw line. 7 of 10 from the stripe tonight. The ticks, well, Marcus Smart, 17 points, 3 boards, 7 assists, and 5 steals. He is coming out after Kyrie Irving has departed this squad at the end of last season. Ines Cantor, 1 board shy of a double-double, 13 points and 9 boards for him. Jason Tatum again, and Jalen Brown, huge. 44 points between them. Tatum with 20 and 6 rebounds. Brown with 24 and 4 rebounds. For the Sacramento Kings, well, this was a depressing loss to take. It looked like they had held off the Celtics when Buddy Hield hit his 11th three-pointer to cut Sacramento's deficit to one in the fourth quarter. And then they were in front. Bogdan Bogdanovich with 31 seconds, and it was a one-point lead. But the Celtics, they pushed ahead by two. It bounced off the rim and fell in from Marcus Smart, and they held on the Celtics for a massive one-point win at home. Being short-handed, of course, without Kemba Walker and Gordon Haywood. Head team doctor, Dr. Tony Skeena, said Kemba Walker's next strain wasn't too serious. He is due to be back sometime this week. Daniel Teese was sidelined for the Celtics. They were three men in their starting rotation short, and to get the win was big for Brad Stevens' team. Up next for the Kings, they are at Philly on Wednesday in the finale of their four-game road trip. They are being very, very well served by this bench lineup at the moment, and Bagley could be back very soon for the Kings, as well as De'Aaron Fox in a couple of weeks. Marcus Smart, too good in the end for the Kings as the Celtics uh, look forward to the Brooklyn Nets coming in. But Kyrie Irving won't be there, unfortunately. He is sidelined in what is going to work out to be a bit of a fizzer when this game was announced. Everyone thought Kyrie back to Boston. Classic. Tune in. Prime time. But it won't be. The Ticks, though, tonight got the job done. Moved to 12-4 and and 6-zip. and zip, Yet to lose at home. 103-102 over the Travelling Kings. Timberwolves 125, Hawks 113, a high-scoring encounter between two high-scoring teams. Timberwolves averaged 113.4 points this season. They outscored that by almost 12 due to the Hawks' lack of defense. The Hawks allow 117.7 points this season, and the Wolves took full advantage of that. It was the two stars for the Wolves once again got the job done. 53 points, 19 rebounds, and 9 assists between them. Wiggins had 25 points, 6 rebounds off 9 of 19 shooting. He's getting back to his form before he missed some games through a family uh, passing and illness. It was Cat, though, from deep. He hit 3 of 8 again tonight and 9 of 10 from the free throw. And big fella is balling right now. 28 points, 13 boards, 8 assists, and 2 blocks for Carl Anthony Towns. Jeff Teague was decent, dished 8 dimes, had 2 steals, and poured in 8 points himself. Bates Diop, Kita Bates Diop is having himself a week, 13 points, Five boards, five of eight shooting, and two of four from downtown. Rocco is back in this lineup for the Timberwolves. Robert Covington finding his feet once again, a crucial role player. Only five points, five boards, four assists, and two steals. One of eight from the field, a bit ice cold in his 24 minutes. The sooner he gets back in this rotation, the better for the Timberwolves as they move above 500 for the first time in a while. They're at nine wins, eight losses. For the Hawks, it was Jabari Parker and Trey Young who did their best. They combined for a total of 59 points. Trey Young, 37, 6 boards, 9 assists. He is keeping his head above water for this Hawks team. Had 11 of 28 from the field, 5 of 11 from downtown. It was Bruno Fernando, the third highest scorer, though, for the Hawks. And after that, the next best had 7, with 5 players scoring 7, and then 2 players scoring 3. Bit of a quirk there in the box score. Jabari Parker, of course, ex-Buck, had 22.7 rebounds. If this guy remains healthy, he will be a threat. DeAndre Hunter had a rare off night. 
in his starting season had 37 minutes logged for seven points, three boards and two, uh, three boards and two assists, one block of three of ten from the field. The Hawks at home they make it a fortress, and the first quarter wasn't too bad for the Atlanta Hawks. They were only down by eight and rebounded to lead by eight at halftime. Outgrowing the Wolves 34-16. Third quarter though was all T-Wolves 39-26 and the Hawks couldn't keep with them in the end. The T-Wolves outscored the Hawks in the third quarter by 13, in the fourth quarter by nine, by 22 points in the second half and it was not a good result for Atlanta. Jabari Parker chipped in, of course, and rookie center Fernando, as I said, he had a career-high 13. Young had 14 points in the first quarter, uh, but it was uh, in the second quarter, I should say, but it was all the Timberwolves after that. Towns heated up after halftime. In the third quarter alone, he had what many rooks and players in general would consider to be a great game. 15 points, 8 boards, 3 assists to help the T-Wolves take a 93-90 lead into the fourth quarter, and the T-Wolves only built on that from there. Rookie Jarrett Culver started at point guard in place of former Hawk Jeff Teague, but Teague ended up logging, of course, more minutes than the rookie. Frequent starter Noah Vonley did not play tonight and was not listed on the pregame injury report for the Wolves. Shabazz Napier and forward Jake Lehman remained sidelined in their injury report. For the Hawks, guard Cam Reddish returned, bumping DeAndre Bembry back to the bench. He missed two games with a sprained left wrist, and they've been tag-teaming in place of Kevin Hutter, who remains sidelined with a sprained rotator cuff in his left shoulder. The uh, brave shortstop Dansby Swanson was courtside for this game, but the uh, Hawks need to have John Collins back. He has at least 14 games left from his suspension. Up next, the Wolves play at San Antonio Wednesday, and the Hawks play at Milwaukee on the same night. Tonight, though, it was all T-Wolves as they went into Atlanta and got a 12-point win, 125-113. Downtown! In what was undoubtedly the matchup of the night tonight, the 76ers stormed into Toronto and led all the way, but the Raptors held on and played some gutsy defense in the last quarter, holding the 76ers to only 16 points and taking a 101-96 win. It was a big win for the Raptors and Fred Van Rewind. Fred Van Vliet came up massive with an assist into Norm Powell in the corner. Norm Powell, 10 points, only 3 of 11 from the field, but a clutch 3 to give the Raptors a big lead coming down the stretch. Ben Simmons chucked up some kind of three-point bomb. Didn't realize there was still six seconds and three open teammates on the floor. For the 76ers, they lost by five in what was a classic matchup of two excellent defenses. Both these teams this season have only allowed 105.1 Sixers, 106.1 Raptors points in every single game. Tonight, Ben Simmons came to ball, 10 points, nine boards, 14 assists. Josh Richardson's heating up at the moment, 25.6 rebounds, but it was Joel Embiid. Embiid was booed savagely tonight. He had a duck egg, zero points, and Twitter was flaming for Embiid. He looked like a rec player who had been out of the game for five years and stacked on 40 kilos. Had 13 boards, but the guy couldn't buy a bucket tonight. Step back for three in the fourth quarter. Uh, he was getting a bit crazy with his choice of offense. Traveled a few times, had an absolute shocker. Al Horford was decent, 11 points, 10 boards. Harris, 18 points, 5 boards, 2 assists. And Mike Scott with 12 points and 2 boards off the bench. Pascal Siakam, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, 1 steal. This is his team now, and boy, do we know about it whenever we watch a Raptors game. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, cut by the Nets last season, having himself a season right now in Toronto. 16 points and 10 rebounds for the Raptors. Joel Embiid was scoreless in the NBA for the first time in his career. Amazing. He had a season, a game high, sorry, 13 rebounds, but could not buy a bucket or a point in the end. It was the first meeting of these teams since Kawhi's Leonard's dramatic buzzer beater that bounced off the rim four times before dropping the winning basket in game seven of the second round of the playoffs in May. The Raptors, of course, went on to win their first NBA title before Kawhi left the Clippers. This time it was the Raptors who led 88-87 with 7.31 remaining. The rookie, Terrence Davis, he was sensational. 
Philadelphia's Fekian Korkmaz hit a three. Horford baseline jumper, and it was a seven-zip run by the Sixers, who led by six with 5.16 left to go. But Powell and Van Vliet doubled down, hit three-pointers to cut the gap to two. Toronto missed three straight chances to tie it. Marcus Gasol even missed a pair from the line. A jump front from Siakam missed the mark, and Harris blocked Anunobi's fast break drive after an Embiid turnover. But it was all she wrote in the end. The Raptors' Matt Thomas was out. Kyrie Lowry was out. Serge Ibaka was out. Paddy McCaw and Stan Johnson all out. Nick Nurse reckons Ibaka could return this weekend. And for the 76ers, they host Sacktown on Wednesday night and Raptors host New York on Wednesday night. Philadelphia's leading scorers on the night when they have last won a game across the border. They beat the Raptors in 2012. Delphi's leading scorers that night, Drew Holiday, Nick Young, and Thaddeus Young, each of whom scored 16 points. At the time, it was Delphi's fifth win in six meetings with the Raptors. They have not won in Toronto in seven years. The Raps continued that pain. Five-point win, 101-96. Downtown! He's found his feet, Carmelo Anthony, bald tonight. The Blazers got a much-needed blowout victory against Chicago away on the road in the United Center. The Blazers won 17, the Bulls 94. In what's going to definitely cause more frustration for Bulls coach Jim Boylan, Zach Levine tonight was absolutely nowhere to be found. Couldn't back up his 49-point effort last game and looks to be a guy that needs a chip on his shoulder to play well. Levine, 18 points, one rebound, five assists, one block and two steals. Sadaransky, 11 points, five rebounds and five assists, next best for the Bulls. Wendell Carter Jr., 12 points, nine rebounds. Valentine, 11 points, four rebounds. Gafford, six. Hutchinson, six. Kobe White had eight. It was an off night at home. The Bulls didn't need. Their fans were up and about after they beat the buzzer. Well, Zach Levine did for 49 points in Charlotte. The Bulls fans would have expected to rock out to their home game and see a very quality game and almost probably a win against the Trailblazers, who was 5-12 coming into this one. But it was not to be. Carmelo Anthony, CJ McCollum, and Damian Lillard, as well as Rodney Hood, Hassan Whiteside, and Scala Bissier all scored in double digits. And when that happens, the Blazers are going to win a game of basketball, friends. Melo, 25 rebounds, 8 assists. It was great to watch Melo ball tonight. Rodney Hood, 16 points, 6 rebounds. Lillard, 13 points, 12 assists. He's changing his role. Watch him next game. He is giving Anthony more of a chance to shine in this offense. Tonight, it worked. Will he continue it moving forward? Watch this space. Downtown ball. Keep it here. We'll give you all the info you need. Hassan Whiteside, 13 points, 12 boards. And his offside, Labissier. They split the minutes tonight. 22 for Whiteside, 20 for Labissier. 13 12 for Whiteside, 12 and 8 for Labissier. Tolliver was out of the starting lineup for the Trailblazers tonight. Early in the fourth, Mello hit a three pointer to move past English and uh, give Portland a 100 to 77 lead, a 23 point win. Mello went past Alex English, 26,613 career points for English, and Mello is now into 18th place on the NBA's all time career scoring list as he helped the Blazers snap a four game losing streak with McCollum and Lillard helping to pick up some of the slack as well. The 35 year old exited the game for good shortly after the Blazers led by 23. And the United Center crowd, they had had enough of their balls and begun to chant, We want mellow. We want mellow. He didn't come back. Hassan Whiteside returned after missing the past two games with what was confirmed as a right hip contusion. Gary Trent Jr. sat out with a right hamstring strain. For the Bulls, Chandler Hutchinson missed two games last week and was out tonight, as well as Denzel Valentine. The Bulls have some soul-searching. Jim Boylan cannot get this team to play back-to-back -back games in a consistent or quality fashion. They were missing Larry Markman tonight, which kind of explains things, but it does not explain how much they were blown out by at home. The Blazers won 117-94 in Chicago, a 23-point win for Portland. Box 122, Jazz 118. This was a fixture of two of the NBA's better offenses and better defenses. 
Both these teams don't allow points. The Jazz are miserly, but the Bucks threw a spanner in that tonight as one man went off. The reigning MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, let's reel off these stats. It's a wild boy stat line of the night. 50 points. Raise the bat, Giannis. 14 boards, 6 assists, 2 steals, 17 of 31 from the field, 3 of 8 from downtown. But get this, 0 turnovers and 1 personal foul. If he stays out of foul trouble and does not turn the ball over, these are the lines we could be seeing every second or third game for Giannis. The rest of his teammates, Wes Matthews, 19 points. Paddy Connaughton had 11. Bledsoe had 13. Leading assists beside Antonio Cupo, Bledsoe with 5. Brooke Lopez, 4. Big blocks off the bench for the Milwaukee Bucks. For the Jazz, Dono Mitchell, again, poor night from the field, 7 of 17. No Mitchell, no Jazz. Bogdanovich tried his best, 24 points, 3 boards, 4 assists, as did Bradley off the bench, 8 points, 11 rebounds. Emmanuel Moutier, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists in 19 minutes. And uh, Mamadou Niang had 13 points and 5 rebounds. Dante Exum didn't get minutes tonight, and Mike Conley only had 6 points and 9 assists. The Bucks moved to 14-3 as Giannis recorded his 17th consecutive double-double. What a stat that is. Of course, the season high, 50 points for the Greek freak. Brooke Lopez blocked Mitchell's driving layup attempt with 4.4 seconds on the clock. It would have been 120-120, but it was rejected and the Bucks went down the other end and secured two free throws to give themselves a four-point win. Giannis' streak of double-doubles is the longest to open a season since Bill Walton. If you get a chance, jump on Twitter. Bill Walton's commentary for College Balls Night was elite. That guy is high 24-7. Bill Walton, though, he opened with 34 straight in season 1976-1977. The Bucks were down by 9 at the half, going just 3 of 17 from 3-point range, but they pulled a classic Bucks 10-0 run out in the third quarter, and Giannis's 3-pointer from the top of the key tied it with 74 with 5.28 left in the period. Center Rudy Gobert missed for the Jazz, which makes it even more valuable they got this close to an NBA title contender. The Jazz would rate themselves as a fantastic chance to uh, make, of course, the playoffs. They're going to get there and make it all the way through in the West. They are 3-5 and five away from home now. The Bucks are 6-1. and one. Chris Middleton is getting close to returning for the Bucks in good news. He played contact 5-on-5 five on, five on Monday, and Coach Bud said, I think I'm safe to say I think he's for sure on the timeline, if not ahead. That's a huge positive, but no set date for Chris to return to NBA action. Guard George Hill was out with back soreness. The Bucks roll on in what was an NBA classic. The Jazz next are at the Pacers on Wednesday. Should be a great matchup. But the Bucks welcome Atlanta, which could be a blowout on the same night. Tonight, Bucks 122, Jazz 118 in Milwaukee. A tougher and tighter matchup than expected for the Lakers, but the Lakers train rolled on. They went into San Antonio and came away with a 10-point win, 114-104. The Spurs were actually up by two at halftime, but it was all Lakers, all AD and LBJ, and even RR. That's right, Rajon Rondo. I'm going to give him his own uh, RR, own abbreviation. Even Troy Daniels was good in this game, but it was LeBron. 33 points, three boards, 14 assists. The guy is unassailable now with the assists on top of the NBA. 13 of 24 from the field, knocked in four from deep. AD, a quiet start. This guy is becoming a good complimentary piece. Ever thought you'd hear AD described as a complimentary piece? Neither did I. But tonight, he finished so strongly. 19 points, 12 boards, 6 assists, 2 blocks, 2 steals. Your go-to guy when you need a bucket or a big play. Caldwell Pope, 14 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist, 1 block. Two steals, but elite in the starting lineup. Once again, the Lakers, he starts. The Lakers feed off that blog's energy. It's sensational. KCP, yes, please. Kyle Kuzma, 10 points, three boards, and two assists. Missed all of his three-point attempts. McGee, eight points and six boards. And Green off the bench had six points and nine rebounds. Not a great night for him. They got it done, though. Dwight Howard, ineffectual. 18 minutes for only one rebound and one steal. 
Interesting. He was outplayed massively that night by DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge especially. Aldridge, 30 points, 5 boards, and DeRozan had 24 points, 4 boards, and 5 assists. If you combine them with Bryn Forbes, 13 points, they combined for 67 points of the 104 for Spurs. No one else played their role tonight too well for the Spurs. Rudy Gay was down 5 points, Mills 6 points, Trey Lyles 3 points, Yaka Pertl 4 points, and it was a sorry second half for San Antonio. They captured a win last game out, and you thought they might be turning it around, but not at home against the Lakers. The Spurs dropped 6-12. and 12. The Lakers roll on there at 15-2 and two with this win tonight. LeBron James is just leading his team so well. He has not got out of second gear this season, perhaps not even out of first gear. The AT&T Center crowd were happy to see some quality hoops, and they were chanting MVP, MVP. But then again, wherever the Lakers go, they always have a good contingent of fans. That's what makes this team such a favorite to win the championship. Danny Green, who played eight seasons in San Antonio, received a huge ovation during the starting lineup introductions. Green is 3-1 against the Spurs since his departure, having gone to Toronto and is now at the Lakers. He is a gun for hire. The Spurs started Derek White over DeJounte Murray. White started a point guard last season after Murray suffered a knee injury in the preseason. But he was replaced by Paddy Mills in two games while battling his turnovers and his inconsistency. White joined Willie Anderson and Alvin Robertson as the only players in franchise history with 800 points, 300 rebounds, and 300 assists in their first 100 career games with the Spurs. But the Lakers train rolled on. They got the victory 114-104 in San Antonio. Next up, Lakers face Pelicans on Wednesday, and the Spurs host the T-Wolves at the AT&T Center in Texas on Wednesday night. Lakers 114, Spurs 104, 10-point win, LBJ, AD, and the Lakers. Downtown. Thunder 100, Golden State 97, a big three-point win for the Oklahoma City team against the Warriors tonight. The Warriors now 1-7 at home, the Thunder 1-6 away. It was a battle of who was actually going to win this game. Once Chris Paul gets a mid-range jumper, he considers it his version of a layup. I'll take that, he said. Paul hit a 19-foot shot with 36 seconds left to put OKC ahead. Alec Burks then missed a contested shot in the paint moments later on the other end, which sent the Thunder to their first road win of the season with a 100-97 victory over the Warriors. Diving deep into the stats, Paul had 20.7 boards, 5 assists. Gallinari had 15.7 boards. And six assists, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 12 points, five rebounds, three assists, five assists. But it was the input of the bench unit in Dennis Schroeder, had 20 on the plus minus. No other bench names to keep you abreast of for the Thunder. For the Warriors, the rotation at home tonight. Bowman, 24 points, three boards, five assists, one block, three points, two boards, five assists, one block, and two steals. The Warriors are getting all over the stat sheet right now, despite their lack of wins. This team will rebound next year and even this season once Steph Curry, Clay Thompson and D'Angelo Russell get fit and rejoin the outfit. Alec Burks had a rare off night from the field, 3 of 17, 7 points, 4 boards, 3 assists. Pascal double-doubled, Eric had 13 points and 10 boards and Jordan Poole had 11, 6, 4 and a steal. Willie Cauley-Stein, Amari Spellman and Marquise Chris combined for 17 bench points but it wasn't enough to get the Warriors over the Thunder. It's frustrating. Being a young team is not an excuse for that last four minutes of basketball we played, Robinson said. Even though Pascal put 13 and 10 in as the injured Splash Brothers Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson cheered their young teammates from the bench, it wasn't enough. With Schroeder's five assists, the Thunder snapped a three-game losing skid. Those defeats coming by a combined 10 points. They were due a win. The Thunder were out were without Hamadou Diallo for four to six weeks. We'll cover that in breaking news next on Downtown Pod. The OKC Golden State matchup is a far cry from what it had been in recent years with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and even back in the day James Harden taking on the likes of Curry and Thompson and even KD in recent years on the Warriors. Some tip-ins and it was the Draymond Green miss through injury. 
which has added to the Warriors' woes. They are now missing Green, Russell, Corley Stein, Thompson, and Curry. Golden State trails the series 3-zip after the two road losses. The Warriors won the regular season series 2-1 last season. Oklahoma City returns to Chase Center on March 28. The Thunder, with Diallo out, have announced his timetable, saying he'll be re-evaluated after a few weeks. In the end, it was the Thunder too strong, and they have the Trailblazers next on Wednesday night. They're searching for a road victory, while the Warriors host the Bulls, hoping for a win. Thunder 100, Golden State 97. It's breaking news here on Downtown Pod. Let's get straight to it. The Thunder's Hamadou Diallo is out for at least one month and will be re-evaluated in four to six weeks after he suffered a hyperextension sprain in his right elbow during the fourth quarter of Friday's game against the Lakers. LeBron drove into the basket, made contact with Diallo. As he was falling, Diallo then collided with teammate Mike Muscala. Boston Celtics guard Kemba Walker is expected to practice on Tuesday after passing a battery of tests for his next brain, Chris Forsberg of NBC Sports Boston tweets. The Celtics point guard was injured when he collided head-on with teammate Semi Ojale in Denver on Friday. Walker, one of the top three agents on the market this past summer, was taken off the court in a stretcher and taken to a local hospital. Team physician Dr. Tony Sheena said Walker experienced numbness and tingling after his collision, but never lost consciousness. After a full set of x-rays and an MRI and more special x-rays, all motion was intact and everything was normal. The first month of the season has worked out far better for Lakers coach Frank Vogel than anyone could have ever predicted during his dysfunctional hiring process thanks to Sam Amick of The Athletic. Vogel agreed to a three-year contract in May, but he clearly wasn't the organization's first choice. The Lakers chased Tyron Lue, LeBron James's former coach in Cleveland, and also made an effort to get Monty Williams, Anthony Davis's ex-coach in New Orleans. Head Chicago Bulls coach Jim Boylan met with Zach Levine today after the Bulls star complained about a lack of trust in last night's game, thanks to KC Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago. In comments relayed by Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo Sports, Levine believed he was being singled out when Boylan removed him from Friday's game after Miami built a 13-0 lead in the first 3 minutes and 27 seconds. I thought he needs a break, said Boylan to reporters. I thought he needed to come in and think about it. I felt there were some defensive mistakes that didn't need to be made, and I thought he needed to come over and think about it for a minute. Levine sure did reply, pouring in 49 points in the Bulls' next game, as well as the buzzer-beating three to give the Bulls a big comeback win in Charlotte. As reported yesterday, Richard Jefferson claimed on the Nets on Yes broadcast that he chose to retire in place of playing for the Knicks. The Knicks took the bait. They released a media statement through its PR Twitter account saying, for clarification purposes, it is not true that the New York Knicks offered Richard Jefferson a contract in either the summer of 2018 or 2019. Jefferson responded almost immediately by tweeting, 2020, here we come, hashtag comeback. He later admitted in the game that he was joking, but even if it wasn't, why the Knicks chose to even release a tweet responding to his statement is befuddling at the least. While commentating the Nets-Cavs game on Monday night in the association, Jefferson responded to an Iron Eagle statement saying, everything I say you should always take as a lie. The Denver Nuggets have recalled rookie center Bol Bol from his G League assignment with the Windy City Bulls on Saturday. In four games with the Bulls, the Nuggets' 2019 second round pick averaged 11.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, and 2.3 blocks in 17 minutes per game. His production in limited playing time, along with immense physical tools and skill level, have Nuggets and NBA fans excited for his NBA future. Could we see him play alongside Nikola Jokic or perhaps in place when the big man needs a rest? Watch this space. Stephen Curry can't play basketball right now due to a broken hand suffered on October 30, but the Warriors all-star point guard is using his time wisely. Thanks to Variety's Will Thorne, Curry and actor Will Arnett are working together on a Fox series, an NBA-themed show called The Second Half. 
The second half takes a humorous look at a retired NBA player who moves back home to Charlotte, buys a car wash and struggles to reconnect with his father, daughter, ex-girlfriend and childhood best friend. Curry's hometown is Charlotte, North Carolina and attended Davidson College nearby. Curry had already made news in TV this month when Variety's Justin Kroll reported on November 20th that the three-time NBA champion and John Legend were collaborating on a movie called Signing Day, a sports drama described as being in the vein of the classic Jerry Maguire. In the Memphis Grizzlies game tonight, Ja Morant collided heavily with the cameraman's knee and was forced from the court. Luckily for the Grizz and fans of the NBA's rookie phenom, Morant made a comeback in this game and appeared to be playing injury-free. The Grizz doctors and Twitter PR later released a statement saying he will be re-evaluated after tonight's game, but currently everything looks 100% for Ja. Fans have been electrified by Ja Moran's play through this first season, being the leading rookie scorer in the NBA for the season currently to date. And many fans favourite for the Rookie of the Year award to be announced in the postseason. Lastly, and David Griffin, the head of basketball operations in New Orleans, has told ESPN New Orleans 100.3 that first overall draft pick Zion Williamson is progressing as expected from his recovery from surgery. In the preseason, Zion averaged 23.3 points per game, 6.5 rebounds per game, and 2.3 assists per game while shooting 71.4% from the field. Thus far, without Zion, the Pels have gone 6-9 and nine, but have won their last three games. The physical part of recovery is easy for him, Griffin said. He has an incredibly high basketball IQ. The next process is getting him ready for a debut. I think right now we're on target for eight weeks, which means perhaps a January debut for the number one draft pick and the hottest property in the NBA today. Downtown. That's it, another app of Downtown Pod. In that's it, another ep of Downtown Pod in your ears for your listening pleasure. As always, tell your mates to come downtown with us. We recap the NBA games every single day, give you your breaking news, and also take your contributions. So tweet us, share us, follow us, and like us on Facebook at Downtown Pod, on Twitter at Downtown Pod. Email your thoughts, suggestions, and questions to downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. And thank you to all our brand new followers and likers. We love you. We are the pod of the people, and we do this for you. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Simply search Downtown Daily NBA and our main podcast hosting site, Red Circle. Thank you, Red Circle. We are back tomorrow. Only two games in the association tomorrow, so a shorter podcast. We'll bring you all the recaps, all the box scores, all the stats, and all the breaking news from the NBA every day. We'll see you tomorrow on Downtown Pod. As always, I'm Jack. Keep it easy. Downtown!